0: Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian Khan aka Big E. Thank you for joining me. I'm all by myself today. I'm going to be doing an individual pod because I'm recording this on a Friday afternoon. So everybody's just fucking off and doing whatever. Um, that's cool. I, I don't care. This is my podcast mostly, so I can record and do whatever whenever I want. Uh, but we have no guests. Fortunately, you guys sent in some great questions, so I believe there's six or seven questions that I'm going to be answering uh, during the show. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. Thank you to everybody who sent the question. We might have more, might more might come in as I record, but uh, for now, there's six or seven. Uh, I'm going to be uh, also chatting about some things that we're doing with SYP and kind of what my schedule is looking like for the rest of the month into the fall and how everything's gonna play out here. So it's a little bit different with Speaker Your Peace, kind of when school's getting back up and running, I'm gonna be in person. I don't know how much traveling I'm gonna be doing in the fall. I have at least two trips planned uh, for the states in the fall, uh, but we'll see how any of that goes. We'll see if anything opens, whatever. I'll discuss that near the end. Uh, but first, I just want to plug some of the stuff that I've been doing this past week. So, on the writing side, I've done three articles for the Kraken Chronicle. In case you don't know, I write for the thekrakenchronicle.com, which is a website dedicated to all things Seattle Kraken. I did three player previews on guys that the Kraken drafted at the expansion draft. That includes Dennis Chalowski, uh, Jeremy Lazon, and Morgan Deakey. Uh, You can check all of those articles and more at thecrackerchronicle.com. For Speak Your Peace, uh, I did a, a preview blog on the AFC East in the NFL. I have one more on the way this week for the NFC North, where I preview the Packers, Bears, Lions, Vikings. That'll be out uh, either late Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the very latest. So if you haven't already, go check out all of my work at Speak including some of our NFL blogs. I should have a a couple more NFL pieces coming out. I I have that plan as well as uh, an F1 piece coming out. I might do a a baseball or hockey. I I might do another rugby one too, because rugby sevens is going to be coming to Vancouver in a month. So I might do that as well. But basically go check out speakyourpeace.ca to to find my written work, as well as crackandchronicle.com. You can find both those places easily on the internet if you search it up. Uh, podcast wise Scott and I did a podcast on Tuesday night that came out Wednesday Uh, it's where the one where I talked about sacking myself doing the hurdles in like ninth grade great stuff really fun episode highly recommend uh, you go check that out Uh, I got two videos also on a speak your peace YouTube channel that came out this week uh, where I talked about uh, the winners and losers from rugby sevens at Tokyo 2020 And I talk about the six, my six storylines, top six storylines from the Hungarian Grand Prix last Sunday in Budapest in Formula One. So go check out uh, Speak Your Peace on YouTube. Be sure to like those videos, subscribe to the channel for more content. We got a lot of stuff coming out YouTube wise in the next few weeks here. Uh, So let's get into this podcast. Let's get into this mailbag podcast uh, where we got to answer people's, I got to answer people's questions. Uh, so basically I asked whatever, just send in your questions. I don't really care. I might do another kind of podcast like this later on where I do kind of just host the podcast. You guys send in questions because that's one of the things that I, I want to improve on is kind of my individual hosting, my solo hosting, because I feel like that's one of the most difficult yet important things you can do is being able to host individually whether it's for an hour, two hours, you see guys who are hosting radio shows for three hours. Um, Mad respect to anybody who's hosting a three hour radio show. in in the morning, especially uh, by themselves, it it can be very difficult. So I'm going to go through everybody's questions here that have been sent in. Um, We have seven questions. I'll start with SYP Ravisher sending in his question. are the Bulls a contender? By the way, I don't know if you heard that. There's a car honk. Um, basically, I have the door open so my dog can go in and out whenever he so chooses. He's actually on the back porch right now. I wish I could show you, but it's not quite easy. Um, SYP Ravisher asks, uh, "Are the Bulls a contender?" And I, I don't. Contender is a, a fascinating word. I see the Bulls as like a fifth, sixth, or seventh seed in the East. I think they're better than the playing round, but they're not near uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. They're probably like two tiers below that. So for those that don't know, let me pull this up here. The Chicago Bulls have made a bunch of off-season moves, hopefully to improve the team. But for the most part, they they just, I mean, so they, they, they got... Lonzo Ball, they got DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Who else did they get? They drafted uh, Ayo DeSumo DeSumo, uh, from Illinois. That was their only uh, draft pick. But, I mean, I kind of like the Bulls' moves. They probably overpaid for DeRozan and what he does now and how much he contributes. Uh, I like the Lonzo. I've always been a Lonzo fan. I think you have to use him properly, you know, try and get the right fit. I thought he would have been a really good fit with Zion, but I guess not for whatever reason. Uh, you know, Vucevic is obviously a good player. He more likely than not will get you a double, double of 10 points, 10 rebounds. He, he's pretty good for that. Um Zach Levine, a good guard. I I don't know if he's a great guard. Maybe with the talent surrounding him, he'll be a great guard. Because the Bulls, you have to think the Bulls' starting lineup. I guess the Bulls' starting lineup right now would be Lonzo, Levine. I don't know. So with with the Bulls' lineup, it, it would be Levine... I, I'm trying to go bo- uh, off position I can here, but at least you have your best players out there of, what? Levine, Lonzo, DeRozan, Vucevic. I guess Kobe White will be out there. It's a guard-heavy team that is not going to be a great three-point shooting team. Who else am I missing? Lori Markkinen will get some time. Thaddeus Young coming off the bench. I don't see Patrick Williams, who's a recent draft pick. I don't see him being much. Listen, I think the Bulls will 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 find a way to finish fifth, sixth, or seventh in the East. They'll like the playoffs. I don't see them being a a, a title contender or being anywhere near Brooklyn, Milwaukee. We'll talk about Philadelphia later on. I I I. Contender, sure, they're a contender, but not real good. Like I wouldn't put money on the Bulls to win the title or anything. They might, they 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 probably make the playoffs. They'll un, they're unlikely to win the conference. They're not going to win their division. I I think they'll probably they'll probably lose in the first round in, in six or seven games to whoever. Insert team here. Uh, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, any other East contender, who am I missing? Maybe the Knicks. They lose in like six or seven games in the first round. We'll talk about the Knicks later on. Um, So that's the Bulls. I think they're fine. I don't think they're great. They're fine. Uh, Rav also asked, are Raptors a playoff team? I'm going to say yes, because I want to believe that they're a playoff team so look again let's look at the Raptors roster here because they still got fred they still got uh pascal they got rid of aaron baines which is probably for the best scotty barnes i i didn't quite get as a draft pick especially when jalen suggs is on the board still i prefer suggs to barnes um maybe because he's just a guy from gonzaga who shoots threes that's why i really like him uh, and as I, record, as I record this, I believe Shams has already tweeted out that Kyle Lowry has been traded. We knew he was going away. Like we knew, we knew he was going somewhere. It was just a matter of where. I just want to see if I can pull this up and see. Um, three three-year deal in a sign-and-trade for Kyle Lowry. That's going to Miami. And according to Mark Stein, the Heat say they have acquired Kyle Lowry in exchange for Goran Dragic and Precious Achua. I I guess it's a... So, so you get Goran Dragic to replace Kyle Lowry, which I'd call that a downgrade. I don't... I Here's the thing. I, I like Fred. I like Pascal. I like Chris Boucher. Kim Birch is coming back. OG is good. Um, what concerns me is this team's bench. I don't know what their bench is going to be looking like next season. I like Nick Nurse as a coach. I think Nick Nurse, and again, maybe it's because he wears glasses do I really like him, but I like Nick Nurse as a coach. Um, I, I'm just concerned about the bench. Um, I think Gary Trent is coming back as well. They are, in my mind, they are a playoff team. There's too much, like I think Fred and Pascal is a good enough duo to get you to the playoffs throw in OG, Boucher, um, Gary Trent Jr. Those guys should be enough to help get you to the playoffs. So I would be shocked if the Raptors missed the playoffs like they did last year. Because part of what it was, I think last year was the fact that they were on the road for the whole season. They played their home games in Tampa. They just had a, they had a lot of expectations two years ago. With Kawhi. The previous season in the bubble, they lost to the Celtics. And I thought they were going to be repeating as Eastern Conference champions. Last like last season, they didn't, they lose to the Celtics. Not a great matchup for them. This season, expectations aren't high on the, I, I not as high as in previous years. It feels like there's you know high expectations with, relative to Toronto and the Canadian media, but you know the expectations aren't high on them. Um, they they still got a pretty good you know group of guys with Fred Pascal Boucher O G Goran Dragic um, Gary Trent Jr. All the guys that are named. Maybe Scotty Burns becomes uh, an impactful piece right out the gate. Who knows? Uh, I I'll say that the Raptors make the playoffs. I I, I don't have a problem in saying that. I, I kind of hope they do. Uh i i I, because i I like the raptors like i think they're a fun team they're easy to root for they you know they got really talented guys but we'll see i have them making the playoffs so that that's my humble opinion okay uh finally rav asked does ben simmons actually get four first round picks for philly when he's inevitably inevitably traded he won't. Uh, Philly doesn't get four first-round picks uh, for Ben Simmons. I don't think anybody. I he, what I gather is that the market is the market is really limited on uh, Ben Simmons. A because of his salary, he makes over thirty million dollars uh, for the next however long four years. He is making, let me pull this up. He is making $29 million. Average salary of 35.4. He's a free agent in 2025. I just don't see how many teams can make that work. I, I Especially coming off a pandemic where teams are, some teams are working with internal budgets and such. I don't see how a lot of teams can take in that much salary for a guy and this is the second thing for a guy who's a liability on offense whenever you're playing with him is four on five essentially on offense and it's a bit of the Lonzo thing almost to a, a, a worse extent because Ben Simmons is a bit more of a prestigious player is a bit more of a highly thought of player than Lonzo Ball so when Ben Simmons isn't contributing offensively then it's really bad. Then it's a really bad look. So, how many teams are gonna want to, like I said, A, take on an average of 35 plus million dollars for the next four years and have a liability offensively. Who not even he can't even take it, it's not even taking it like making his own shot. He can't take his own shot. He refuses to take his own shot, he refuses to shoot, not comfortable taking free throws. Why would you want him? Um, Who who would really want him? So the team that really stands out to me as, there's two teams um, who really stand out to me as somebody who would trade for Ben Simmons. That's the Golden State Warriors. I think it makes sense defensively. You pair him with Draymond and he doesn't have to shoot. You have Steph there who's a shooter. You have Clay, who's a shooter. Presumably you have Wiggins or somebody else who could be a shooter. Um, and presumably you're sending somebody like Jacob Wiseman back the other way uh, to Philadelphia to make the trade happen. But I I just, I, I think it just makes sense for him to go to Golden State um, where he doesn't have to be the number one shooter. He doesn't have to be the number one option in the offense. And he can play great defense opposite draymond or wherever you need him and you don't have to worry about that plus golden state they will take on whatever amount of money uh to win i I think they're a team that's willing to go over the tax heavily uh to go make a contender or to create a contender now portland who i think would also be interested in somebody like ben simmons they would have to trade either Dame or CJ to get him. Uh, I, I, I think if you're trading Dame or CJ, you're throwing in a towel for a rebuild. You're, you're saying it's done with these guys. We can't win with this core. We have to change it up. And you don't have a better chance of winning, I think, with Ben Simmons than you do with Lillard or McCollum. I just don't think you do. So by taking on that salary, by adding Simmons you're you're kind of I don't know if you want to say rebuilding but retooling anyways and I again I don't think you can say like you're you're probably not giving up a first round pick to if you're tr- if you're trading Dane willard like you're getting a package back from Philly for trading Dane willard and you might be taking in a package to take Simmons if you're trading cj McCollum as well I don't know what I don't know how you make it work with Simmons to Portland. Um, I just know it would be a downgrade. You might be able to get a first round pick from Philadelphia if you trade, maybe even more if you trade uh, for Ben Simmons. But uh, those are the two teams that make sense. I don't see anybody, unless it's a really dumb GM. I I, I don't know who the, the dumbest GM in the NBA is right now, but whatever the. Ken Hall and Jim Benning equivalent in the NBA is that team might be stupid enough to trade for four first round picks plus players to get Simmons. I don't know who that team is, but I, I, I've really, I think it's very unlikely that more than two first round picks and probably with lottery protection, gets moved for for Ben Simmons at this point. We're going in, we're in August and he hasn't got moved. Like this is probably going to be like a James Harden type thing. And it's not even going to be for as much as James Harden because Simmons is not even close to the same player or value as Harden is. So it's going to happen in September and October probably. And then they can, they can work out a deal. Not for four first round picks. God, no. All right. SYP creator Scott asks, what's a less entertaining show, Outer Banks or Riverdale? Uh, I'll be honest, I couldn't get through like three, four, maybe five episodes at most. I haven't watched either one of these shows at least in a year. Uh, It's been a while since I've seen either Outer Banks or Riverdale. I think they have a new season of Outer Banks coming out, but I don't know for sure. I should also note, I don't actually have my own... Personal Netflix account. Um I basically watch Netflix whenever my dad puts it on when I'm in Burnaby, or I just take uh my brother's account when I'm back in squamish. So I'm that asshole essentially who doesn't uh have his own Netflix account. So I don't watch a whole lot of Netflix to begin with, unless it's Drive to Survive, F is for Family, Big Mouse is a really good show that I enjoy with Nick Kroll on Netflix. Um, and they also announced a new season of Stranger Things coming out next year, which not really surprising, uh, 2022. Um, less entertaining show. Hmm. I'm going to go with, hmm, I will say Outer Banks is the less entertaining show um i i'm trying to make a case for either one and i really can't but riverdale is at least based off of archie comics very minimally based i i feel like off archie comics so that is somewhat entertains me because I remember reading Archie comics as a kid and I thought they were funny. So, at least in that aspect, I, I can enjoy it. I can like it. Um, also, uh, what's his name? One of the uh, uh, brothers from uh, Sweet Life and Jack and Cody was last I knew on Riverdale. Uh, I didn't know, I don't know any of the people in Outer Bank. So, uh, one of the, was it Spruce Brothers? Brothers? Bruce? Sprouse Brothers? Spruce? Spruce? Anyway, one of the brothers from Sweet Life* and Zach and Cody. Last I knew was on Riverdale. That's cool. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, Outer Banks is the less entertaining show for, for my money, which is not a lot. Uh, you're asking the wrong guy with those kind of shows. Uh, Scott also asked, who is Canada's Olympic MVP so far? Can be a team or a single player. So I think you have to go Canada just earlier today, beat Sweden uh, in the gold medal game for women's soccer. So I'm going to say that MVP biggest uh, gold medals, most valuable gold medals I'd say would be women's soccer over Sweden. That was a great win. Uh, Penny Alexiak, I think has to be number two because she rocks as a 21 year old. We talked to her about her uh, briefly in our last episode. She's really cool. And Who's another girl? I mean, Maggie McNeil is, is a really cool uh, swimmer because she's 14 years old and she won the women's 100 meter butterfly or 400 meter butterfly. Uh, so she is really cool. That She might be third on my list. I'm trying to think if there's any other uh, person. I want to see if I can get names. Um... Oh, the the softball Canada softball team won bronze against Mexico, so that's cool. Um, shout out to uh, Canada's uh, softball team. Uh, Andre de Grass got gold in the men's two hundred meter. Oh, well, I think you have to put in probably. So my top five of like my MVP voting for top five. Um, canadian olympic athlete so far number one uh canada's women's soccer team number two penny alexiak uh number three probably andre degrasse four is maggie mcneil and five is damian warner who won the decathlon which that's fucking cool winning the decathlon winning all like all 10 co- events and you're the best in the world at that you're the world's greatest athlete. You have to be if you're like the decathlon gold medalist in the Olympics, aren't you? Like that's a fucking cool medal. Shout out Damian Warner. I want to get him on the podcast. Uh, maybe we can have him on. He, he seems like a really cool dude. Probably the one of the most in shape guys you would think in the world. Um, so, yeah. So it goes, liver uh, just. Final repeat myself of Canada's uh, Olympic MVPs. I think the rankings would go number one, Canada's women's soccer team, number two, Penny Alexiak, uh, number three, Maggie McNeil, number four, Andre de and number five, Damien Warner. I hope I didn't repeat myself, but I think that's. Uh, I hope I didn't mess up. I know I repeated myself. I hope I didn't mess up, but th- that would be my top five. Um, of her Canada's Olympic MVP voting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, SYP creator Kevin, Kevin Renata uh, asked thoughts on Nodelkovich, whatever. So I'm assuming he messed up uh, putting down Nodelkovich's uh, name, but that's okay. So I'm going to talk about Alex Nodelkovich in three different uh, ways. I'll put it that way three different ways. So. We'll talk about the trade. So he was traded. We talked about this a few weeks ago on the pod as Well, he was traded from the Carolina Hurri- Hurricanes to Detroit for Jonathan Bernier and a third round pick in 2021, which I thought was a steal uh, for Detroit. I think that's that's a deal that makes a lot of sense. It, you know, gives them a, a, a another win in the trade column because Steve Eisman just keeps winning deals left, right, and center which you love to see that, or at least I do as a Red Wings fan. So that trade, and I'm glad to see at least Bernier, yeah, he had the opportunity to go to Carolina. I'm surprised he didn't sign him. I, I can't believe that they didn't get a deal done. But as a, yeah, I mean, essentially you're trading Nadelkovich for a third round pick. I, I'm, I'm cool to do that. Nine times out of 10, I'll make that deal. Um, so there's the trade aspect of that for Nadelkovich. There's the contract aspect of it. So he signed a two year, $6 million contract with the Red Wings, which for my money, that's a great deal. I love that deal. Uh, He's gonna be making $3 million over the next uh, three, uh, AAV of 3 million over the next two years. So he gets a base salary Of two and a half million this upcoming season. And in 2022, 2023, he gets three and a half million dollars. So, pretty much, you get a great value contract for a good goaltender. And you pair him with Thomas Grice, who's making 3.6 million on the count next year. So, you're spending 6.6 million in goaltending next season for Grice and Delkvich, who are two really solid goaltenders. I like that. I think that's a good move. Uh, So the contract makes a lot of sense. He could be the franchise goalie for the next five or 10 years. I don't want to get him ahead of myself, but a nice two year deal. He has UFA after that. I'm cool with that. I don't have an issue with that. Um, So then the third part of it is actually talking about the as the player. So he's 25 years old. He's coming off his best season in the NHL so far. He was on waivers before the season because of the log jam that Carolina had in Ned. But last year, he played in 23 games. He had a 1.90 GAA, and he had a a 0.932 save percentage. Really good stuff in 23 games. That's about half of the season now, 56 games, half of the season uh, for the most part, pretty close. In the playoffs, nine games played, 2.17 GAA, with a 0. 0.92 save percentage. And granted, he was playing the Predators uh, for the most part. He, he played the Predators in round one, and then the Preds in round two. I uh, didn't start in all those games, of course. I believe Morastic got some time as well. But those are really good stats for Alex Delkovich. He hasn't really had, like, uh, before this past season, he played six combined NHL games, and then he just played, 32 if you want to include the postseason last year so he's 25 years old he's probably in the prime of his career right now he had really good stats I don't want to say he is a 9-3-2 save percentage goalie that's that is who he is because last season I think was a bit of a fluke and we had so many different circumstances last season that I, I don't want to say you know Objectively, that Sutan Delkovich is as a goalie because I don't think he is. He's probably more around like the nine one, nine one five say percentage. So, it's he's a great goaltender. He is. I just want to see if I can get the. He's six foot. He's one hundred eighty nine pounds. So he's not like the big, tall net miners that we see a lot of NHL teams employing today. Who like Badelecki is like six six. But on the other hand, you know, neither is Thomas Grice, who is going to probably be the 1A starter next year, who is 6'2 and 232 pounds. So the Red Wings aren't employing the big goalies that we've been seeing in the past. They're going with smaller guys who, I would say both Grice and Adelkovich have great lateral movement, great rebound control. The Red Wings' defense know if it's a whole lot better than that it it should be somewhat better than last season because you add nick letty to the pot um got jordan osterley from the arizona coyotes uh gustav lindstrom should be playing more philip heronix not that great defensively but he's a pretty solid defender all things considered listen i think it's a great deal for detroit to get him to sign him and to have him at the bare minimum as your 1B starter. He could be a 1A starter. But I think what you're asking of him at $3 million is to play 30, 35 games, probably between 30 and 40 games next season. Give us you know, a 9, 10 save percentage and we'll make it work. The Red Wings aren't making the playoffs next year. Or I highly doubt they make the playoffs next year. But this at least gives the team... Because Grace is a free agent after the season, this at least gives the team and Steve Eiserman, the GM of the Red Wings, some sort of concrete plan, or at least some sort of guy a fall a fallback option of saying, "Well, we can bring back Alex Nedeljkovic, and he could be our goalie." So, in that regards, I, I don't, I think there was talk about Bernie coming back, and I wouldn't have been totally opposed to that. Probably would have come back for the three million that you were paying for Nedeljkovic. But why not just pay Nedeljkovic if you can get him for a third round pick instead? Um, i because again the Red Wings have a surplus of picks. I like it. I'm happy with it. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets you know a three year deal after this two year deal, or maybe he gets a you know a two year extension after this season. Uh, so that's my thoughts on a Nedeljkovic uh, trade sign. Trade sign one B starting with the Red Wings next season uh finally uh max Kleben he asked us thoughts on my knicks team's great offseason so i have to pull up who actually the knicks got this offseason because i don't actually know for sure i haven't been paying total attention somebody put an article on it perfect that can help me um so they had i believe it was four picks In the draft, I'm going to see if I can pull up the uh, Knicks draft here. New York Knicks offseason. I'll be honest, uh, I saw that the Randall signing happened. So Randall signed a four-year, $117 million extension with the Knicks, which that seems like a lot to me, but maybe that's just me using my hockey brain and thinking that's a lot. Um... Yeah, I I I I think that's a, a I think a good deal for the Knicks. It just seems like a lot of money. Uh so they traded uh their first round pick, Kai Jones, uh, to the Charlotte Hornets. They traded Keon Johnson to the Clippers, and they traded Jeremiah Robinson Earl uh to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I guess their only draft pick that they're keeping is Jericho Sims which I guess makes sense as a power forward from Texas could be something. Um, didn't really, didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, so, but they also got, so they got, I'm reading a daily knicks.com article. They got Rokas Jokabetis, a who is a young and upcoming player who will play for one of the best teams in Europe, Barcelona. Uh, so he's a European player uh Grimes who's the Grimes kid that got drafted because apparently Grimes is now on the Knicks I'm gonna see if I can find Grimes I don't again I'll be honest I don't know a damn thing uh about this past draft uh Quentin Grimes who played for Houston uh 21 years old third team All-American last year in college that's not nothing uh so the Knicks had I would look like a C plus draft maybe um free agency so they also because Kemba's going to the Knicks isn't he um I wish there was somewhere where I could actually uh find these moves here free agency I can't I, I can't afford the. Uh, so uh the Knicks uh signed Julius Randall uh, they signed Evan Fortier to a four-year, $78 million contract, team option on fourth year. So, okay, so it's a third, a uh, three-year contract, essentially. That seems like a lot for Evan Fortier. Uh, the Knicks signed Derrick Rose to a three-year, $43 million deal, team option on third year. I don't mind that. I think Derrick Rose has fit in well with the Knicks. I- I'm okay with that. Uh, Nerland's Noel, three-year, uh, $32 million contract, team option on third year. Wasn't he a bust? Wasn't Maryland's Noel a bust? Like, wasn't he bad for a while? Maryland's Noel played for the Knicks last year. He had five points a game, two blocks, six fourteen field goal percentage, seven fourteen free throw percentage, six point four rebounds a game. Started 41 games. I don't know. That seems like a bit of an overpay. Alex Burks, three-year, $30 million contract, team option on third year. Todd Gibson, veterans minimum. Kemba Walker will be signed to a contract. Um, yeah, listen, I, I here's the thing. I still think the Knicks, if they brought back their roster from last year, they're probably in the same ballpark as the Bulls. As like a five six seven team not a great team but not a horrible team either uh, i would say their whole offseason is like a c plus or a c i don't think it's great uh but i don't think it's completely awful either if i'm being completely honest um maybe the knicks had a better off listen again I'm not I'm not going to act like I know everything about basketball but that just seems like a a slight overpay for some guys uh, particularly Noel Evan Fournier who I've never thought of not highly but maybe he adds something because who's who would be the next big three right now would that be Kemba Randall Evan Fournier, is that your big three option? That doesn't seem like a great option. Listen, I'm sure the Knicks are gonna make the playoffs next year and I know there's keep building. I'm I'm sure that's the answer here. Um that's really all the questions I have. Uh, I mean, I could talk about some of the other SYP stuff that we got going on. Um, so pretty much tomorrow, Saturday, when, when this comes out, uh, I'm gonna be in Coquit- Coquitlam uh, covering the WHL Future Stars event. Uh, you should check that out. I'll uh, I'll sh- make sure to share the links where I can. because um, that's gonna be a really fun day of lacrosse. It's gonna, it's gonna be my first uh, in-person event that I cover since last year's Rugby Sevens in Vancouver, March, 2020, which is insane. Like it's over 500 days since I've covered a sporting event in person. So I get to do that. So you should go check that out. Um, SYP wise, we're planning on having our 100th episode sometime by the end of the month, we'll probably do like a big sort of party, get together with some people. Uh, we'll do the 100th episode, then it might be a long one. So keep that in mind. If you plan on listening to it, it could get really long, you might have to set out a, a day to listen to it. I don't think it'll be that bad, but just give giving you the idea. Um, and then So September is going to be busy for myself. That's one trip, one month where I have a trip planned to the States where I'm going to hopefully be covering the Everett Silver Tips preseason tournament, uh, as well as going to a baseball game. I'm hoping I'm going to be I'm I am so hoping to go to this game. I want to go to this baseball game so badly. It's like Kyle in South Park when in in a pandemic special where he wants to build a bear for Butters and he's getting told no you can't build a bear like I'm going to be reacting like that uh if if we aren't able to go to that ball game uh I'm going to be really really upset uh but pretty much so uh the weekend so let me go through every weekend in September quickly uh long weekend in September I'm hoping to do some college football maybe streaming maybe covering watching some college football action it's Basically going to be the big kickoff weekend for college football. So that's what I'm going to be doing a lot of the Notre Dame game is on a Sunday night against Florida state. I'm absolutely watching that. That's going to be really fun. Uh, So the weekend after then, which is, I believe is the 11th and the 12th. I'm going to pull that up right now. Uh, September like 11th and 12th. Uh, That's a Saturday, Sunday. I'm hoping to be in Everett, Washington covering the silver to preseason tournament then. So that's going to be a really busy weekend for myself. And hopefully we'll get some SYP content, especially in the early games. Uh, hopefully we can get something going. And then the 13th, I'll hopefully be able to go watch the Red Sox play the manners with my mom. That's what I'm really hoping for. I, I really want to go to that. Uh, the weekend after, September 18th and 19th, I'm going to be at BC Place covering the Canada Rugby Sevens tournament. Assuming that still happens, that's still on right now. They've been selling tickets for it. So that's gonna be my plan for that weekend, the 18th and 19th, to be covering uh, Rugby Sevens. Uh, again, if you haven't already, go check out my YouTube video, talk about the winners and losers from the last big Rugby Sevens tournament, which was at the Olympics. Uh, so that's September 18th, 19th. I will be at BC Place, most likely. Uh, the weekend after, September 25th to 26th, is pretty much an open weekend. I don't have anything planned there. I might be doing some homework. I might be doing whatever. Uh, nothing really covering-wise. October 2nd, uh, I plan on being in Kelowna uh, for the Everett Silver Tips Kelowna Rocket season opener for the WHL season. That's going to be in Kelowna at Prospera Place. Uh, I, I'm excited to hopefully be able to cover that in person. That's going to be a really busy day on the Saturday because I have to go to class on the Saturday. And then I have to drive all the way from like t- on two o'clock in the afternoon, all the way to Kelowna for the seven o'clock puck drop. That's going to be really fun. Also going to be really fun trying to avoid getting COVID in Kelowna because the Okanagan is just an absolute nightmare right now for COVID and a Delta variant. So I'm excited to see October 2nd and how that goes. Um, October 25th is my other trip to the States. That's for the New Orleans Saints Seattle Seahawks Monday night football game. That's going to be really cool. I haven't been to a Seahawks game since 2006, I think was when I Last checked was 2006 against the Chargers. It'll be 15 years since I've been to a Seahawks game. Uh, Philip Rivers was the quarterback for the Chargers. Matt Hasselbeck was the quarterback for the Seahawks. The Chargers were actually in San Diego, like playing in San Diego at the time. Uh, so that's cool. So that should be really awesome. Uh, otherwise, I don't have other uh, traveling plans or co- event coverage set yet. I'm probably going to be covering a couple of Kraken games, uh, some Canucks games here and there or I can. So be sure to stay on the lookout for that as we get all that stuff, uh, figured out here. Um, yeah, uh, again, be sure we got twice a week podcast usually coming out. Now I do some YouTube videos, uh, here and there, About twice a week, we, I do YouTube videos. Uh, I, I usually do about, I guess about two, three blogs a week now. So be sure to check out my writing as well um yeah August is still a a fairly busy month even though we're kind of in the off season for everything so it's still somewhat busy thank you again for all your support uh it's greatly appreciated uh if you're watching this on YouTube be sure to like the video um be sure to subscribe to the channel this has been awesome being able to do the solo hosting for a little bit uh it's been great doing my own thing for a bit I, I can't wait until we can have more guests on so I can, you know, chat and talk with people. I think we're going to have more guests on in the coming weeks, months, kinds of as, as things normalize a bit uh, into September, October, I'm sure we're going to have more guests on and people coming on the pod. Um, and, and of course, hopefully we'll be able to travel more and we'll get to do more events, which would be greatly appreciated. And, and, and just uh, it's awesome being able to meet the fans, see the fans, meet the people. Uh, that should be really good stuff. Uh, Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Uh, Be sure, again, if you haven't already, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. this podcast is on. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Again, thank you very much for listening and watching. It's greatly appreciated. We'll be back again soon. Peace out.